0: Hello, and welcome to Now Fear This with Becky and Marie, a podcast where we talk about all the stuff that scares the shit out of us and a few things that don't. Uh, I'm Marie, and across from me right now is my lovely podcast, Becky. Hi, podcast. What's going on, girl? Oh, you know, I'm fearing that I have a birthday tomorrow. What? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Are you turning 36? 34. (laughs) Don't insult me. No, I, uh, I I, don't fear it because the alternative is death. Um, here's what I fear. I fear that my birthday causes some self-reflection that I don't really feel like right now in oh, okay. the middle of fucking COVID. Yeah. And it's been a rough time with COVID. I know a lot of people had it worse. I'm sorry everything happened across Texas, y'all. My goodness. Um, in the terrible snowstorm a couple weeks ago. I know people have it worse. I'm not saying that. It's just, you know, we all have our shit. And... I'm having a birthday and I'm stuck here in this in mountains and piles of snow here in Montana. And I'm like, I love it here, but I'd love to be able to leave the house too. <laughs> so Well, I I'm against self reflection personally. Oh, good. Okay. So you just discourage that entirely? Okay. Yeah, you should learn to compartmentalize. I, I think it's harder for women because of estrogen, but compartmentalizing is the way to go. But if we're self reflecting. I'm also trying to, like, be happy with myself as I age, which I think yeah. is a hard thing to do. Yeah. I don't yeah, know yeah. why. I think it's probably just because of the messaging that, that we get that it's even very subtle messaging, like, when uh, a horrible accident occurs, like, a plane crash happens, right? They're like, it's so sad. A, a three-year-old child died, right? But, like, if a couple 40-year-old women died, they're like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> So uh-huh. it's. It's sad when a young person dies. When We don't have kids, so we don't count anyway. They always say, oh, well, she has two kids, so her life is important. You know, ours is right, not. Right, so right, right. Oh, we have her the felines to go home to. So anyway, that's all I got. On a lighter note, would you like to see what I'm going to look like as an old lady? I have a picture. Um, the Russian hackers came up with this software. It's an aging software that came out on I know, the- I can't believe you did it. Do it. You know, they're just collecting your data. Well, here's the thing. I found out about it while I was at work. And literally, maybe two or three seconds after I had downloaded it and already like aged myself, I got a text from James saying, please do not download the Russian hacking software. Oh, no. <laughs> like he knew that I would totally download it. I was like too late. And he was so mad at me. He was like, don't download anything on your phone from now on until you talk to me. <laughs> Funny. Sorry. I'm like, but we can put it on our website. Totally. Okay. Do you want to see the before and after, or do you just want to see the, uh, aren't I looking at like the before? Well, from the picture, I think. aren't you the before I am, I guess I'm the before. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But I'm just saying, I'm giving you the picture that I, <laughs> that I made it from. These Russians are so talented, I have to say. All right, I just texted it okay. to you. That's, no, it just, it's just really cool. I mean, I hate to be Right, it's totally, Russian. it's like totally dead on, I think. I mean, what do you think, that's me at 80? Yeah, like 75, 80? Yeah. Yeah. Right? That's yeah. really fucking realistic looking. Exactly. That was just from pressing a button. And then I, I, I simultaneously transferred all of my financial information and my- like... <laughs> <laughs> In exchange for this photo of me yeah, as I mean world. all you had to do is give them your bank account routing info. Come on. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> it's pretty amazing. I got to say it's pretty amazing software. Kudos to those Russian trolls. Yes. You're doing good work in your troll farm. Yeah. But look, I'm not saying I'm completely immune to it. Like I get little crinkly neck things or and I'm like, "I don't really like that." I'm gonna have to like grow into that a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what are you fearing today? What? Why do I have to fear something? Oh, that's the part. That's this is the part because of I, I started. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm still thinking about your fear. It's gotten me so rattled. You forced me <laughs> into like reflection which I don't like. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I didn't know I was going to do that. Jeez. In fact, until I opened my mouth, I planned to say I'm scared of the fact that I'm eating expired sour cream. And then my birthday thing just came out of oh my, my mouth. Oh my gosh. Don't throw so that birthday uh, crap on me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Are we fearing that we'll never stay at an Airbnb again? Or what are we fearing? Am I going to... Uh, yes, yes, actually, that that is my fear today. I've been wanting to talk about this for a while because I had an absolute nightmare at an Airbnb. So what I'm fearing is peer-to-peer um, home rental services. I guess that's what you call it, right? It's like... Yeah, what are they called? It's not home share, like ride share. What is it called? The, the I guess PRGos it is home share. The... Home share. That's That's probably okay. right. Yeah, okay. so... To me, Uber was a godsend in terms of drunk driving and just being able to have the freedom to go out and, and do what you want to do. So then when the home sharing started, I thought that that's brilliant as well, because the idea sells itself. It's great, but it's a little different than stepping into a car for 10 minutes and stepping out of a car Yeah. afterwards. Like okay. when you and Curtis have stayed in Airbnbs, do you guys read all of the... The rules do you no. read through the booklet in the house like a lot of people will have like a novel in the house that you need to read through and then there's only to the- find the wi-fi and use the tv exactly and then Steps do you in. when you signed whatever agreement did you read all the whole agreement nope yeah so there's a ton of liability when you stay at an airbnb so wow. our family decided to go to Napa. And we got this little chateau-style mansion in Napa to stay in. It was really awesome from the pictures. And the price was amazing. And when we got there, it was at night, so we couldn't really see the property. But it did look like there was some construction going on in the property, which was definitely not something that was revealed to us in the advertisements. But when we got there... Um, there were no instructions about the front door and I could not find a lock on the door at all and I'm looking around now I'll tell you there'd been a sprinkler system that had gone off so the front porch was very wet and it was like one shallow step surrounded by uh, these big planters on either side with plants that were spilling over and off to the side on the wall I saw a keyhole so I thought oh there's the keyhole and I was just kind of enthusiastically moving towards the keyhole. And the, the step was wet, and I flew off of the porch into the plant. And the, the planter was like one of those tall vases. It was like a terracotta vase, and it exploded. Like when I, la- when I hit into it, the vase literally exploded into a, a poof of dust. It was crazy. So I'm stunned for a moment, like I have cuts all over my legs from the pot and like, I'm, I'm not even sure if I'm hurt. And then everyone's quiet for a minute. And then I stand up, I'm okay. And then everyone starts laughing and teasing me about being a Okay. okay. And I notice everyone's laughing, but James, James is not laughing because he just, he just takes his finger and points up like this. There's a camera. And I'm like, you know, what are we going to do about it? It was an accident, you know? And he's like, I know it's an accident, but they're going to like, they're going to totally charge us for that. So we get into the house, we go to bed and I guess my father-in-law, to be nice, got up around six in the morning to clean the pot up. So he was cleaning it up and putting it in a trash can. And that's when the owners noticed on the camera that he was cleaning up the pot. And so they were live streaming it. Yeah. So they okay. immediately sent a nasty text message to us saying that we had broken that pot and we were trying to cover it up. And we're like, like they wouldn't notice that we're missing a pot. I'm like, well, what are you talking about? And and there's, they're like, there's a man outside right now cleaning it up, trying to cover it up. And I'm what like, what did you want me to do? Leave it all there. I'm like, it's probably our father in law cleaning it up. James is like, my wife slipped on the porch last night and fell into the pot. And so immediately after that. The guy texts us back and says, this is a family heirloom, you know, that's been in the family for decades. And I think he said since the 1990s, I'm like, well, that's not really an heirloom, but whatever. But he was like, you're going to have to replace it and whatnot. And so we were like, let us know how much it costs. And he continues to say that it's basically like some Greco-Roman vase from the antiquities and all this And then he comes back and says that the vase is $2,000 and that we're gonna have to pay $4,000 because the other vase on the other side matches it and he won't be able to get a matching replacement. So the set has been damaged. And we're like, all right, we need to go through the Airbnb dispute system. We're not gonna pay $2,000. So now we're having multiple conversations with Airbnb. Through their dispute center, and as this thing is going on, the guy keeps coming back with more things. He was like, "Oh well, the irrigation system was attached to the pot, and you guys damaged the irrigation system. That's an additional, you know, fifteen hundred dollars." And anyway, he just kept hassling us the whole vacation, trying to get us to pay him, which is not the proper way to do it. You're supposed to go through Airbnb's dispute. Now. We didn't realize this at the time because again, we didn't read the paperwork, but when we got to the property, it was under construction. They were installing a new irrigation system while we were there. But anyway, so at a certain point we talked to Airbnb and we were like, can you please just tell him to stop reaching out to us? And the guy got really nasty and abusive and it really ruined our trip. And now on our end, James and I are like, well, do we have to get an attorney? I mean, We thoroughly photographed everything, and we determined that these are just, like, those large vases that you buy at, like, a garden center. Of course. Why would you put $4,000 pots in your Airbnb? You wouldn't put them outside. You wouldn't put them on the irrigation system. You wouldn't leave them there for someone to trip. And he's lucky you didn't sue him you could have been really hurt. Right. Well, one of the guys that was on the trip with us was a personal injury attorney and he was trying to convince us to go that route. And I'm like, I don't want anything from them. I mean, like I'll pay him, like probably at the garden center. This costs like 150 bucks. I'll pay for it. I don't have a problem with paying for it, but it ain't $4,000 worth of pot. They're just trying to like, they're trying to extort us. Of course. Yeah. So as James and I are discussing, we realized as we were discussing in the room stuff that we would periodically get texts from him that seemed to correspond with our conversation. Oh, the camera. There was a camera in the bedroom. In the bedroom. Yeah. So now we were super creeped out. We could not find it where it was. But then we were also creeped out about doing anything in the house. Of course. This is like, well, what if I accidentally break a glass? Is that a $5,000 family heirloom? You know what I mean? Anyway, this went on for almost two months after the vacation, constantly going back and forth, back and forth with Airbnb. And finally, the way it ended up was Airbnb sided with us and we didn't have to pay anything. Okay, good. did you tell the Airbnb that he was filming in the bedroom? Oh yeah, we told them everything. But after this happened to me, I started researching because during the thing I was researching trying to figure out how we're gonna get out of this. Yeah. And there's so many stories. Like I-, I had heard another story where a woman and a man went into this house and they didn't read the thick binder of all the rules. And there was a cooktop. It just looked like one of those flat cooktops, you know, that people have that are electric. But for whatever reason, for decorative purposes, the owners put a glass, piece of glass over the cooktop. So if you wanted to use it, you had to take the glass off.
1: Okay, but they didn't I think that's
0: do, asinine. Totally asinine. But the people that were staying there didn't read the book, or they didn't read that section, and so they started cooking on the glass top, and it blew up the stove. Sure, yeah. So it caught yeah. the kitchen on fire, and now the owner wants these people to basically pay for them to have a new kitchen. They will extort anything they can. But I had a bad Airbnb experience where we we know we were being filmed and that the camera was in the master bedroom. And Curtis figured it out before I did. We didn't sleep in that room. We slept in another room. But there was a mirror that was like huge and ornate and immovable. It was like, you know, attached to the wall, but Curtis looked behind it and he could see wires and Mm -hmm. stuff yeah and he didn't tell me why we're staying there which i'm kind of glad you know but this place was creepy it was creepy there was like pictures of this one particular nude model that he had painted all over the house sculptures of the same body all over the house there was a human skull with teeth this was in edinburgh and it was a very strange strange place I've heard and read a lot of stories of people who found cameras in their bedrooms and they were in smoke detector directly above the bed. So here's my first hint, all of you. If you look up from the bed and there's a smoke detector directly above you, you need to get down and look at it. Just take it down and look at it. And one of them was a live feed camera and another one had a SIM card in it. So this one guy, this is from the HuffPo. And this Airbnb had advertised itself as a romantic getaway. This is in Florida. And he and his wife had already spent the night there. And the next day, they noticed a small hole in the side of the bedroom smoke detector that was directly above the bed. So he looked at the SIM card, and there was film of him and previous people who'd stayed there on the SIM card. So this person, I guess, was lazy and didn't just go between visits and get the damn SIM card out. They just waited till a bunch of people stayed there and, you know, had sex in that bed or something. Gross. I know. Well, have you looked into what the rules are at Airbnb? No. In terms of filming? Here's the problem, is that it's not specifically illegal. Because Airbnb does allow that their community standards bar hosts from sharing guests' personal information but they don't stop hosts from monitoring their units with live feeds streamed by security cameras. So one of the things they say is that the cameras should only be in common areas, like living rooms and kitchens. But I don't know if it's necessarily, you know, illegal. It's your house. You can technically film in your own home, you know? So when Curtis figured out that the master bedroom had the camera, he would take a shower in that bath, but he always... He always made sure that he would step with his ass facing the camera and like bend over and try to be as filthy and gross as possible for the guy watching. (laughs) I don't know. I'm glad he didn't tell me because I didn't go in there. But yeah, I I think that's the reality. Because before this, we had great experiences with Airbnb. But it's not until you have the bad experience that you realize the liability that you have you know you can break something in the house you're responsible for it if you stay at a hotel and you drop a glass on the ground the hotel is going to cover the cost of that if i had slipped in the hallway and knocked over a pot in a hotel the hotel would be mortified that i was to them you know but the tables are and i'm not look i think some people that airbnb their homes have had some bad experiences too and i'm not discounting that you have a liability when you uh, Airbnb your home to people. They could be doing murders in it. They could be having- You know if there's a thing where they film porn, right? Yeah. Porn. Yeah. It could be like all sorts of bad things can happen in your home. But if you're going to Airbnb your home, like you're not going to put like family heirlooms in there and $4,000 pots and stuff. Like that's just asinine. But if you do- then you deserve to have them broken. You're you're an idiot. Yeah. I break my own stuff all the time, but it's my stuff, you know? Exactly. Exactly. I can't get go through a day without breaking or chipping a disc. You don't want me staying in your home. Like even, like I've had people stay at my house and I've had to tell them, no, you can't bring somebody that you just met on Tinder over to my house, you know? <laughs> like Yeah, I know. I know. It's not obvious to people that it's a bad idea for you to bring a rando you just met on Tinder over to your house. I had a pet sitter that I started suspecting was doing that when he was staying at my place, so I stopped. My housekeeper, who's no longer my housekeeper, left his bong on my rooftop deck. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, I'd like to think I'm, I've stayed at your house, you can call me out if you want. I like to think I'm respectful, you know. Oh, I think you are. I don't remember anything happening that was... I didn't leave any weird, like, dildos around or anything like that. So we found in our house here, we've never rented it out, but sometimes we've had guests stay here for a week or so, family, friends, when we weren't here. And one time after we'd had a guest, we thought we figured out this this one guest, a good friend of mine, was the person who left this weird item. But we found in the guest room, a pouch that you, like, snap open that had ammo in it for a handgun. Weird. And $100 in ones that had clearly just come from a bank. Isn't that weird? And so I call my friend and I go, uh, did you somehow miss that you had ammo? And, like, <laughs> he's like, no. Because I can see why you think it was me, but it wasn't me. And so we're trying to piece back, like, who in the hell could it have been? Well, we're not the first owners of this house. There's like two or three sets of owners who've lived here before mm-hmm. us. So it could be it's been there all along, but it's a little bit weird that people would have moved in and out. And, you know, I'm like, there has to be somebody we know who would do that. And if whoever it is, is out there, please tell me, because I don't know, like who left ammo. And then I'm like, did they leave a gun here and forget it? How do you forget a gun? I don't know. But I could never Airbnb out my house because we have neighbors here who rent their house out. Hey, would that creep you out if if you you went on your porch one morning to have a coffee and I'm and like, you're oh, next hey. door? Yeah. So, one time I made a, a little bit of a of a tactical error and I befriended one of the people staying next door who was renting it out for a few days or whatever with her boyfriend. Because it turned out she went to our high school. She she was like a year or two ahead of us. I mean, it's just random that we were like, oh, we got to be friends. Well, She leaves a note on our door because we met on the porch. She's, you know, the porches face each other. So she leaves a note on our door and is like, you know, text me if you head over to the bar. Well, then she latched onto me like I was going to solve her life. So the next morning, this is 4th of July, we had a house full of people. So we were out on our porch all having breakfast that morning. And she comes out and goes downstairs between us and the lake. And she says, can you come down here? And I'm literally in the middle of like a dozen people. I go, okay. So I went down and she wanted me to give her therapy. Over her terrible relationship, and she took like half an hour of my life, and then she started texting me the entire time they were there. A single white man. I, I eventually stopped answering. The last one, I didn't even answer. But it turns out after they left, our friends told us that she and her boyfriend had had sex in the hot tub while our friends were on the porch upstairs next to where they were having A sex. Hot tub of the other place. But it's in full view of you my house. That was for you. I wasn't there. I don't know. And then apparently after that, she got out of the hot tub naked and sat on the porch next to where the guys were out there on the upstairs porch and started talking to them. Mm -hmm. I didn't know this until until they left. Like, they didn't tell me (laughs) until they left. I don't even know to this day if I've told my neighbors that it happened. I mean, we've had a lot of problems with Airbnb neighbors. The guests are, are loud. They're horrible. We've had confrontations with them. And the people who rent out their houses don't know that the neighbors who live here suffer because the people who are renting, they think they own every house on this block, and they own the lake, and they own the marina, and they behave horribly. Yeah, we have rules at our condo that you're not supposed to Airbnb for that reason. It's weird. Living next door to a hotel, I mm-hmm. didn't sign up for it, you know? And I get people have the right to do it, but it's just like, you don't really consider the neighbors, you know? I, I, since we've done... Since we've had that experience in Edinburgh, we've only stayed at a couple of Airbnbs and we have, it's been, I don't think we're going to, I don't know, we might do it again, but we can't uh, get past that terrible experience. Okay, so I have not ever been the victim of a crime that I know of in an Airbnb. Do you know anybody who's experienced anything like that? Um, I, I know that if you, you just do a tiny bit of research on the internet, there are quite a few examples of people being crime. at an Airbnb. Yeah. This is from Modesto B by Jared Gilmore. This title of this article is the Airbnb host made him uneasy, so he tried to leave, but he didn't make it that far. In October of uh, 2017, the room cost $30 a night, but negative reviews of the Melbourne, Australia residents of the Global Room Renting Service, Airbnb's website, describing unsafe or uncomfortable living conditions, suggested that even $30 may have been too much to pay. And now, Australia police say a man who stayed there last week paid with his life. Ramus Januzzi of Melbourne was attacked and killed in the front yard of the Airbnb on October 25th, just as he was packing up and trying to leave the house, because he told his friends before he left that he was feeling uneasy there. He had argued with his three hosts about money, and then they attacked him as he tried to leave. And they named the three suspects. He was like, Te- uh, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> fucking A, right? Wait for it. It gets worse. One of the assailants faces an additional charge <clears throat> for raping Janusi with an object during the attack. Oh my gosh. This is like one of those crazy. I know. It's a hillbilly. fucking horror movie, isn't it? It's a horror movie. How do you get when to that? Point? Found I I can't. I don't know. It just says, police found him last week at the Airbnb. He was cardiac arrest already on the front lawn. Paramedics were unable to save him, and he died at the hospital. It's incredible. I don't. I have no idea. Um, this. So here's one. In July, a Mexico woman filed a lawsuit alleging Airbnb was negligent because they let a man she alleges sexually assaulted her host Airbnb guests after that. This is one of the things, is how do you get somebody removed from being a host? Obviously, she couldn't. She tried to. She reported the sexual assault, and yet he still was able to have people at home. See, we are talking about homes where you and I are the only guests, Our family and friends are the only guests. Some people will rent a room from people or sleep on their couch, which initially this house sharing couch surfing thing started as kind of a hookup thing you know where you if you if you fuck the person who stayed on your couch last night that was like an Airbnb score kind of when it started it was this whole vibe about that but the idea of because of, you know backpackers and stuff was a great mm-hmm. idea if you're gonna be safe and you're gonna you know but the idea of staying in someone's home when they're just right there it's like I stayed in a basement that had a separate entrance one time when I went to Seattle and the ba- it was my own apartment it was my my own apartment with a separate entrance but the host was there like she greeted me there she saw me when I left I was like I don't need to be monitored it's a strange bit you know but that's still not as bad as staying in someone's extra room that is actually not only common but it's also not always advertised I do know some people who thought they were renting a place and they did not know the host would also be there in the same space, not even a second Yeah, side. this friend of mine was renting a house in Malibu for her birthday party. So she it was going to be her and a few additional guests. And I don't know if she had revealed that to the host. So they were both deceiving each other. And then when she realized that the host was going to be there, that kind of put a wrinkle in her birthday plans. Um, so, yeah, there's a thing now beside the site recently, and there's a th- the big checkmark of entire house yeah yeah that's i i think in the long run okay maybe you might save a little bit of money but i think you're better off just staying at a a resort or a hotel i think in order to feel safe again at an airbnb i would need to have so many good reviews like just have so many many good reviews that's really what i need like really good solid reviews with details and I very carefully. And for, I'm, I'm going to be sexist for a second. I want it to be owned by a woman. I'm sorry, guys. But I feel safer if it's owned by a woman. But on the Melbourne thing, this Airbnb where the guy was raped and killed and died on the lawn. But old reviews, it says in this article, suggest there was cause for concern. One woman wrote she felt unsafe there and chose to leave early. Now, to me, isn't that something Airbnb needs to go, all right, we're done. You're not doing this anymore. If somebody literally says, feeling unsafe, like, what else is there that needs to be said? So another guest said his property was stolen from the hosts while he stayed there. Another described the house as too cold, too insecure, and plagued with plumbing issues. Better way to spend the night, the review said, buy a $50 hammer, smash your hand with it, and go to the emergency hospital. (laughs) Well, I mean, honestly, this reminds me of Charles Ng and Leonard Lake, right? Why why travel around serial killing when you can just set up an Airbnb and have your victims come to you? you want to real quick remind people who they are? Because we talk about them and our challenging American exceptionalism from, yeah, from these are two serial Two serial killers that had built a bunker out in the middle of this remote area, and they would kill their neighbors. And then when the neighbor's family members came to look for them, they'd kill them. You know who else it's like? H.H. H. Holmes. Oh yeah, yeah, because he had a hotel. Holy shit. The H- 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 created a murder mansion in the middle of the World's Fair and people disappeared like that. And police didn't even look for missing people back then. This is this is Airbnb the new H. H. Holmes murder mansion? Maybe. Maybe. Wow. It's like I said, I don't know what, what you need to do to protect yourself. Do you take out like insurance? before you go to an Airbnb, it's, it's just, I don't, I've never felt like I'm going to be bankrupted by staying at a hotel and having an accident, you know, or, or if something bad happens to me in the hotel, the hotel is going to be liable. So, um, I hired some people to help de-hoard my grandma's house and they were all packing, weapons and they were like ex-cops and stuff like that and uh while we were de-hoarding the house there would be tweakers and weirdos that would come by and they would take care of it and he was like I ain't gonna let anything happen to you because you're my paycheck you know and I think that's kind of how the hotel operates too like right as long as you're with them they're gonna try not to let anything happen to you I Maybe mean, even feel right. that way, because we, we were talking about people getting poisoned at all-inclusive resorts in different places in the world, that I do think when that happens, that is a big deal for the hotel, because if it happens more than once, people aren't going to want to come to that hotel anymore. But Airbnbs don't have that same policing mechanism or scrutiny. Right. right. And then, you know, to go back to what you were saying about Uber at the beginning of the show. And I'll tell a creepy Uber story in a sec. But part of why I think we feel safe staying at Airbnb or getting into an Uber is because there is technically, somebody knows who the driver is. It's not like a cab where it's anonymous and you kill me and and throw me in a ditch and nobody knows what cab I got into. Theoretically, there's a safety feeling there with an Uber because Uber, the company, knows who this person is, and and maybe they've vetted them, maybe they haven't, but at least if I disappear, somebody knows the last cab I got into, or the last right. Uber I got the into, app. right? There's an app. that. Right. Now, there's a flaw in that, because sometimes the person driving that car is not the person who's supposed to be driving that car, and that happened to me and Curtis one time, when the person who was supposed to pick us up, um, the name was like like Christian or something, which could be a man or a woman or something, right? So we get in and this Christian person is in front of me because I'm behind the driver. He's a giant human. And I mean, a terrifying, giant human, okay? Arms up to here, neck, the whole thing. And I'm kind of like, this person doesn't really feel safe. It was a very like, but I'm with my husband, okay. And the drive was fine. We went to where we were, we got out of the cab, or out of the Uber and Curtis goes, that wasn't Christian. Because the person who that was supposed to have been, Christian, was a girl. But Curtis didn't put it together until we were halfway through the drive. So what was he supposed to do? We're already in the guy's car. We feel like, is he going to say stop and let us out? You know? So he he realized it because he checked back. He's like, wait, wasn't Christian supposed to be a girl? And it was. So whoever drove us there was not that person. Yeah, there are some uber crimes that are coming up. We've also... The, in, in Los Angeles, one Uber crime that's happening right now is these creepy guys will go to, like, bar areas. Or, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And they will pretend to be Uber drivers. Um, so you'd always was- check the license plate and also confirm the picture and, and everything before you yes. before you get into the car. Yes. Always the license plate. When you walk around the back of the car, you double check the license tag always. Um, There was a girl who was murdered, I think, in Minneapolis by by a pretend Uber guy. Yeah, yeah. She thought it was hers because the car looked like what she thought she was going to get into. And yeah, he, he raped her and killed her. So it's really crazy how many crimes occur in and around or related to these house shares. Um. So there was a 2017 survey of horror stories from Airbnb properties done by a Santa Fe-based travel advice site, Asher and Lyric. We researched more than a 1,000 incidents on the third-party review sites, major news outlets, and well-known travel bloggers They found every kind of crime ranging from murders to rapes and kidnappings associated with Airbnb. Have you ever stayed at one by yourself? Hell no. I would never. I stayed at that one by myself in Seattle. And I had to do it because I was going to see my new goddaughter, and, it, and there was no hotels anywhere, and it was just the only option. Man, I wouldn't do it again. I just don't think it's wise. There's some lawsuits going on now where the liability of Airbnb is trying to be defined. Because what Airbnb wants to do is just say, we're just an app that facilitates someone who needs a house and someone who has a house. But in San Francisco, they're trying to say, well, wait a second. As a facilitator, you have a little bit more responsibility for what happens. So one of the things, and I know we like our Uber, and I'm not trying to be against these kind of disruptive technologies, so to speak. But one of the things that is not quite so romantic about the disruption is it's also just a sneaky way around regulation, isn't it? Hotels are regulated. Cabs are regulated. And so if you do these things like ride shares and, and, and house shares, then you're really just going around any of the regulations. So I I appreciate that cities like, you know, Manhattan are not allowing them or that they're gonna be trying to be regulated in San Francisco because we need that level of regulation because people can't be dependent upon to do their own work. You can't have profit based bottom line shit and expect people to also do the right thing. Right. Well, that was the same know? thing with food trucks, right? A lot of complaint that people had with food trucks is that they weren't regulated. And so... Because they didn't well, fit the the brick and mortar restaurant right, rules. Right. So Los so Angeles is, is trying to regulate them, but it, it's a fine line, right? Of regulating, but still allowing small, if you want to call it small business owners to make a living. Because right. obviously, as a homeowner that's airbnb or someone who's okay. using my car to uber i shouldn't necessarily have to have the same rules as hotels and cabs in certain circumstances because i might not be able to afford to right well that's the thing i mean i don't know what the balance is but i just think there needs to be a consideration of disruption also means going around regulations and maybe we need to address that you know so back to this uh, nightmare stories Here's a story from a person in 2016 in Queens. This person was a Swedish medical student and learned that the unit that he was staying in in Queens was used as a secret brothel when he would leave the property. The five-bedroom duplex, which he had rented for a four-month stay. So when he was staying there, they would watch when he would leave and then go in and, and do their sex work. Crazy. There's another one. There's a horrific crime that took place at an Airbnb in Madrid. Early in the evening of July 4th, Michaela Giles' mobile phone started sounding alerts straight out of a horror movie. Turns out her 19-year-old son told her his Airbnb host locked him in an apartment and took away the key. The host was still there, rattling knives around the kitchen drawer and pressing him to to submit to a sexual act. He begged his mother for help. The Airbnb would not give her the address and told her to call the local police and tell them to call Airbnb. About the incident. Her repeated calls for help to police were unanswered. Her son was sexually assaulted that night. He was eventually able to get free and return home to Massachusetts. The host denied the accusation. Wow. So he denied the accusation. What are you trying to say? That this boy was just trying to play jokes on his mom by making her think he was gonna get raped and then telling her he was raped? But what do you what is that? So I can get where that guy, that 19 year old would think that he's safe because Airbnb knows the name, you know, but one of the creepy things, and I get why they do it, but one of the creepy things about those house shares is, is you don't have the address. Like I would give you an itinerary if you wanted to know before I went on a trip, where I would be. I'm going to stay at this hotel, this town, you know, but you don't necessarily know the address until the day of sometimes. And you might forget to tell people the address. And then if you have to pick up the phone and call the police or tell someone where you are, you know, you don't know. So yeah. I also don't think that people realize maybe what they're getting into. There was another time that a group of friends, we went to Palm Springs and, and rented this Airbnb. And the, the woman that rented it for us, a friend of ours, had a terrible time because she was mortified the whole time that something might get broken or, or we might break a rule. Because when you read the booklet, the booklet is very draconian about quiet mm-hmm. hours and you know, how to use the hot tub and not use the hot tub. And so I also think when when you go to a hotel, you have this tremendous freedom and you don't even know until you get to the residence what all the rules are. They don't like send you the binder in advance. And the person who is running the show in a hotel, they're right downstairs. You talk to the manager, you know, but I, I'm, I'm sorry. I sound like a Karen. But you call downstairs and they help you, <laughs> right? If you have yeah. an Airbnb issue, if you have an Airbnb issue, the person's not around. Hopefully, they're not around. Uh, but there's nobody there to help you, right? You know, I mean, <laughs> they're but, just a, a live feed away. <laughs> so here's one of the things I read. Here's a little takeaway that I'm going to give y'all. That is just some tips on next time you stay at a at a home share. If you wonder about whether or not the host is filming you, there are some suggestions online, and I think it's a good idea, why not do it, is to, to find the Wi-Fi box and turn it off. And chances are, if you're being filmed, the host will contact you and ask you why the Wi-Fi was turned off. Wow, that's clever. That's really Right? Clever. Yeah. So there's a couple of people I've read who did that, and where the host did contact them right away and say, um, why is the Wi-Fi not working? And then it was, how do you know it's not working? oh I gotta you know so that's one of the ways and then there's also these other things you creeper because I don't want you filming me I'm glad you're filming me um and then there's other things where people would um um sorry I lost my train of thought right when you start talking it's almost as if you started criticizing a movie I like (laughs) Um, um oh there's other devices you can buy like there's like you know, you can like debug a house with a, some sort of device. There's devices you can buy that can disrupt the Wi-Fi and make sure that nobody is doing something with the signal or something outside of, you know. So before you stay at an Airbnb, you might look into that too, uh, you know. That's a lot it's, of work though. I got to buy like spy equipment to like, yeah, you spy equipment getting carry that on. to your next, you know, get on a plane with it and stuff. Well, <laughs> what I wanted to talk about was if you actually end up in a dispute how to handle the situation okay first of all if you break something report it right away and go through airbnb support so these are just some suggestions when you check into the airbnb walk through the unit if you see anything safety concerns anything damaged in the unit document it right away and contact the owner and also contact airbnb like if you show up at a property and it's not as advertised contact airbnb immediately don't wait this is one of those things that you always talk about being nice like don't be nice you're spending your hard-earned money on this on this place if there's something wrong with it you need to report it right away any problems that occur during the stay, you've got to document all the stuff with Airbnb because the people who own the place will definitely document all the things that they don't like. Right, right. Be very, very clear about what the check-in process is, how much money you're expected to pay. Are you expected to pay for a cleaner? You need to know everything up front and you need to read all the documentation. I know it's a drag. They, they make it a drag so you won't read it, but you need to read it. And and frankly, if you're going to Airbnb on a regular basis, go to the Airbnb website and read their policies and procedures. Because James and I were- Yeah, that's one of the things is it, the the policies and procedures and the I agree to the terms of service are so fucking convoluted and long and tiny print. It's just like, who has time? But if, if something does happen, there's an article from budgetsavvytraveler.com And it's called Guests, How to Win. And this is an arbitration. Hmm. You can attempt to negotiate with the host without getting Airbnb involved. But frankly, I don't like the idea of negotiating directly with the host. But if it's something basic, I would still document it with Airbnb support, say, Hey, I broke a, you're the best mom coffee mug. That's apparently been in the family for 20 years and create a logical explanation as to why the damage was not created by you or is not your responsibility and try Uh not to be emotional. Unfortunately it helps if you're rational, you state your case very clearly exactly what, what it is. The issue is, and why you're not responsible. And also when you're negotiating, don't offer anything. You know, the host needs to say what what they say the damage item is worth, and they need to provide. So it. their people with you were never able to prove this was a priceless family heirloom from nineteen ninety seven? No. They just no. thought you'd pay it? They just thought you just say here's a four thousand dollar check. You well, right, right. Yourself. This is this is a very common thing where um where the hosts try to extort the people staying there. So don't, well, that's the thing. I need tons of really good reviews. And I'm sorry for new people on Airbnb, but I need tons of good reviews. Yeah. I mean, I think sometimes you just look at pictures and if there's not any like real, anything egregious, you just, I mean, you do the same thing with hotels, right? Um, you research, research it to a certain extent, but you don't necessarily go that deep. Um, but in the case of Airbnbs, I think you you really need to. I yeah, and one of the things I've noticed is the Airbnb will try and make it seem like the location is spectacular and perfect and the reviews will reveal whether or not it really is. You know, they'll say walkable too or very close to, and that could mean a lot of different things. Yeah. But the reviews will say it's two blocks to a Starbucks or it's two miles to the store, you know. And if you like in our case, our whole problem could have been solved by just revealing in in the beginning the condition of the property, because... Yeah, you would have been more careful on that porch, right? Like, you right. need to tell someone when they're renting your house, we're going to be doing construction the whole time, and the entire beautiful lawn that's in the pictures is ripped up with pipes exposed everywhere. You know? Yeah, I'm not saying I would never, never use... Yeah, no, I mean, VR we are. ...or I mean- Airbnb again. I'm just saying... Simply that it's not like renting a hotel, and you you have to do yes. a lot more footwork into it. You can't assume footwork. that the website has done all the work for you. That that the app has done the work for you, right? And as a woman, by by myself, I would never stay at an Airbnb. But see, the people that I've read about who've been sexually or otherwise assaulted, more than half of them have been men who've been assaulted in Airbnb. Yeah, I mean, I know as a woman, we you know, but. This one guy was scared for his life. He literally fled this place in the middle of the night because he was so creeped out by the people who were hosting him. And he he snuck out in the middle of the night. He wrote about how he was going to just stay there for a few days to do some work in town, and there was a, a man and a woman who had rented out their guest room. So, of course, you're thinking it's a couple, I'm safe, or whatever. But there was he said there was something about them that was so creepy, the comments that they made and all these things that he said, I I realized that they were filming me. He said, but what I didn't know is whether or not it was a live feed or they they were, you know, going to a SIM card or something. Mm-hmm. He said, so I packed up in complete silence in the middle of the night. And I thought they're going to kill me before I reach the front door. You know, and he, but he made it out alive. Obviously he wrote the article, but yeah. I mean, I don't want to discount men can be scared too or be yeah, assaulted he, or murdered totally, too. Yeah. You're totally right about that. Yeah, anyone can be murdered are harmed in these situations. And, and and yeah, if you feel uncomfortable with something, you should just leave. Leave, just leave immediately. It's not going to get better. This is my keep yourself safe, you know, intuition speech. But the minute, the second you realize something's wrong, you start making your escape plan and you get out because it will not get better. Same as I'm telling you, I don't care if it's a sexual relationship or romantic relationship or an Airbnb. If you are creeped mm-hmm. out from the beginning, It's not going to get better. You need to get out right now. Well, but I've always been a little, like, reticent to do a bed and breakfast. Because I've also heard horror stories about bed and breakfast where the host is very invasive in terms of your schedule and what you're doing. You've never stayed at a bed and breakfast? No. Okay. Okay. So there is a fabulous and perfectly executed episode of Gilmore Girls where they stay at a bed and breakfast. Um, It's probably season two or three. And they go on a road trip and they stay at a bed and breakfast. And it is exactly that. It is, the person who owns the house is all about what you're doing all day long. They want your schedule. You have to meet Mm -hmm. everyone in the house. You have to have breakfast with everyone. You have to have afternoon tea with everyone. Dinner starts at this time. Why weren't you here? Yeah, and so I've stayed at a couple. I've only stayed at one that wasn't like that. I've stayed at a couple. And I stayed at one in New Zealand that was like, not like that at all. It was the best food I've ever had in my life and the best breakfast I've ever had in my life. And couldn't believe it worked out. It was in Kaikoura. But it, it. the other ones are just like that. It's like one time I stayed at a bed and breakfast and it was supposed to be romantic. You know, it was a bed and breakfast. It was supposed to be romantic. So they serve you dinner in your room. And so you're like, oh, we get to do our little romantic, drink our wine in our room. And then, well, the guy who owned the house we knocked on our door as we are about to start eating because they delivered the food. And he comes in with his guitar, sits right next to us, and sings to us while we're eating our <laughs> You're joking. Oh, my God. <laughs> he serenaded us with his acoustic guitar. <laughs> were you loud? Did you, could you count, keep from no! laughing? No, it was like, we were like, oh, oh, that's so, you know, you had to like, you're in the guy's house. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. So, oh my God, I haven't had that memory in a while. A Um, a friend of mine stayed at this Airbnb in Napa and said that the host would leave little post-it notes about things that they were doing in the room that she didn't like. Like that, that they needed to pick up after themselves and stuff like that. In their own room? Yeah. (laughs) Uh After two days, they just got the hell out of there. Well. I would say that one thing that we've learned from this episode and we should have known as people who've lived our lives in this world, we should have known that people are fricking weirdos. I'm I'm just going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say you and Curtis are weirdos and me and James are weirdos. Everybody is a weirdo in their own way, right? Sure. Everybody's got their idiosyncrasies. They've got their things and you live in your house the way you want to live in your house. But then if you decide to go live in someone else's house, be it an, an Airbnb or a bed and breakfast, you get to experience the, these people's weirdness. That's really what it boils down to, you know? It's like you, you visit your in-laws or whatever, or you visit a friend. There's always something about how they run their household that's a little... I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah, just. Yeah. I've. To, I've regaled you many times of how my parents would have guests over and then force them to listen to me sing. That's pretty similar. Oh, to the, the songbird. Yeah, that's pretty similar to the serenading guitar guy. Can you imagine? Because <laughs> what are they supposed to do? Get up and leave? They're forced to sit there and listen right. to the Marie songbird. Bit. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh I and and I have a I have obviously I have friends with kids and I have a goddaughter and I have other people who are kinda like goddaughters to us and I love them but I really hate the bit where you sit around and watch a kid play or do a thing. I can't stand that. <laughs> please never subject to never subject anyone to that again, please. Nobody wants to watch your kid do a sit around and watch your kid do a thing. So it's uh, a whole I are you sure you guys weren't being punked? I mean, I would love to just start an Airbnb so I could go into people's romantic rooms and play a guitar while they eat. <laughs> that would just be so much fun. So this is like, he didn't just serenade us. He sat at the table with us sure. <laughs> us. I wanna, okay, I wanna ask you a question since we're talking hmm. about hotels. Yeah. Have you ever stayed... Oh, you look scared. Why, why are you scared? <laughs> By the way, it's when I said, when I said everyone was weird, including Becky and Curtis, Becky, she agreed, but her face didn't agree. <laughs> <laughs> no! That's not true. That's not true. We're all fucking fucked up. We're all fucked up. Okay, so here's a question I have for you. <laughs> have you ever stayed at a, a resort where there is... Butler service for your room? the um, cruises count? Because, yes. Okay. So I was looking at this one hotel room that came with a butler. And I was like, what the hell do you do with a butler? So I looked it up and you have them like draw a bath for you and like unpack your clothes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That seems super creepy to me. I never actually use those services you know some hotels still do that I just I don't know man I think you're, you're a spoiled brat if you you know I just like the idea of people having like servants in their home it's like I just want to be left alone let me sit here in my onesie and just wear my stupid you know <laughs> slippers and I don't people I don't want people taking care of me and up in my business I would feel like an a-hole because like somebody online was saying, well, like if you go to the beach and you forget your sunglasses, you can send them back to the room to get your sunglasses and you know, stuff like that. I'm like, I don't think I need that service. Like, I never thought about that before. So I was just trying to huh. think of stuff I could make them do. And I was like, oh, well, maybe I could just have them open up like a Coca-Cola for me and like put a straw in it and just hold it there for me. While, while you I, drink it like this. While I read a book. <laughs> <and> just like, <laughs> And then I'd be like oh. if they'd stand next to you while you're on the beach with their yeah. little coke and you're drinking out of the straw. Yeah, and then I'd be like, oh, it's gotten warm. Can you open a new one, please? <laughs> I don't know. I think I would just jack like ass. Or have them like <laughs> iron my clothes. That's another thing they said you could do. Well some hotels do that. I don't know. I don't believe in ironing clothes anymore. I like my panties folded into fourths. <laughs> <laughs> of course. that's very specific no i'm making something up for them to do because that's what i would have to do you think i could take the butler to the gym with me and have him just say like, wipe down your machine after you're off wipe down or my or machine like... and then be like great job you're killing it on those. <laughs> Cheer- <laughs> he's your <its> personal cheerleader <laughs> you're crushing those girl push-ups <laughs> i don't even know why you're doing girl push-ups you you could definitely do full push-ups you need that you Need that reassurance. I can reassure you. You could. I could record myself telling you all kinds of encouraging. Things. Or like when I come up. It. When I'm doing my sit-ups, when I come up, he can like dab my forehead. Uh, yes. Yes. That's what right. you need. That's <laughs> what you need. That's what you need. Sorry. All right. So we are hoping to not get sued by Airbnb for this discussion. And so let me just say that this is not applied just Airbnb. It's for any... You know, home share, whatever those things are called, in that industry where you have people couch surf or take your your house and, and and rent it out, it's just we wanted to to cover some of the dangers and potential experiences that we've had. Luckily, we've never been assaulted or murdered, as far as I know. I have not been assaulted or murdered. At, <laughs> Let's uh, hope that continues. A home share. So, I think next week we've got a couple of things we're talking about doing. We might do revenge, revenge killings, or revenge people hmm And then um uh, date rape drugs. Oh yeah, date rape drugs. We might talk about those cases because I've got a really interesting story out of Denver that I read about in terms of um dating app situation. So all right, I think we're about ready to wrap up our Airbnb and bed and breakfast discussion. You have to fear the hotel and the Airbnb. Man, we are scaring everybody. Sorry. But but fear the hotel less. Yes, there's the takeaway. There's a takeaway. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to uh, iTunes. Give us five stars and a funny review. Damn it, we got to read those reviews. Ugh. Email us at fearless at com and tell us what you're fearing today. We'll read some of those emails in the coming weeks as well. But the most important thing, Marie, is to uh, subscribe on our uh, website because you know what you'll get there? Get you will live- get life-changing content. And, Changing. and also subscribing is a life-changing experience as well Ooh,
1: that is a life-changing experience well
0: well the thing is sometimes in life you can't just lurk you've got to commit <laughs> you know and i i i feel like if you're in a moment right now where you're having trouble committing to things this is a small commitment that you can make that costs you nothing no and you get rewards and you, you get, get a murderous win. picture of your cat walter there's mm-hmm. all kinds of super secret audio on there. I think I have our you talking you're about gonna put Robin's a... ice cream on there. I have a stalker house story on there. And you're going to put all a kinds... picture of me uh, from Russian hackers of what Marie's going to look like, like, look like when she's 75. I mean, so many things. So many yeah, things. Yeah. Yeah. So, we want to help you down the path of starting to embrace commitment. So, the first way that you can do that is by subscribing to our podcast subscribe to our podcast and subscribe to our website and you will find all kinds of joy and freedom and laughter and life-changing content Mm -hmm. all right that's all i got and and sometimes a little self-help but (laughs) but we don't mean to do that we just can't help ourselves no we're we apologize for the self-help we'll try to do better next time We don't want to help people. What the fuck no, is that? Course about? Not. That's so dumb. <laughs> like, find another podcast for that. Find Brene Brown for that. That's not our bit. No, we don't do that.
1: We no, just try I to don't. scare the
0: shit out of you and then yeah, you with that's, our week. That's our job. Yeah, we scare you and we're not dealing with the fallout. <laughs> that's on you. That's right. All right. Later, peeps. All right. Bye. Bye bye.